Hello and welcome to the F24 podcast. My name is David and each week I ask creatives of all types to come over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London culture and creativity. This week's chat is with Michael Parkinson, husband, father, lyricist and producer. Parky's from Kilburn, Northwest London is where I'm from. We're the same age and we know the same people but we didn't meet until the mid-2000s when he walked into my shop in Brighton. It was dope chatting about the manor and hearing about his experiences. This is his London culture and creativity story. There's only three of us at the time. We sampled um, on their Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. And it had like, um, I don't know if people know about uh, breaks, but skull snap drums. You know, <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, So we just had that going. And man, just loved it and whatever. And we were just spitting bars. And then after we did that, we done another song. Chapter one, London. Northwest London's where we start, via Listen Grove, and Parky tells us about his school life, the people he grew up with, and the areas he visited. We get into talking about what music him and his friends were listening to, and his first introduction to hip-hop and Big Daddy Kane. This, this conversation is about finding culture, and then sitting down 20, 25 years later and talking about that experience is what you're on now. So let, let's, go, let's go back to primary school and where you're from. Okay. Yeah, um, so let's start at the beginning, man. Born 1979, August 31st. So that made me the youngest in my year because I wasn't born in September. Yeah. My dad is African, my mum's from Barbados, born there, but raised here. Born in Barbados? Yeah, my mum was born in Barbados. I was born in bloody old St. Mary's Hospital, the old one. Old St. Mary's was spooky, that's yeah. why I was born as well. <laughs> so yeah, I was born there and um, moved from there to when I was, I think, about a couple of weeks old, when I was to Harvest Road, Queen's Park, just down the road. Um, like literally opposite the park. And then from there moved to Lissing, like or, or opposite Lissing Grove. Yeah, so yeah. firstly like North West London and then a bit more into West Major yeah. Road and all and then, like, church. And group. then when I, I lived there till I was like three to four, um, my mum and dad like broke up, I think when I was like two. Mm. They were married, I, I chose to live with my pups. Um, so my dad lived Messina Avenue, Kilburn. Through the 90s, through the 80s that's, and 90s, basically. Grange Park. Yeah, but from there I went to primary school. I went to primary school in um, near West End Lane, didn't it? No, I went to Emmanuel and um, we went to Hampstead School. And obviously we grew up with a lot of other people, but even around the time then, like when I was in primary school, I used to go play centre, meet up a lot of people, you know what I mean? And yeah. Growing up. And then, you know, up to the age of 11, 12, you know. I have to, you know, in terms of getting introduced to hip hop, I was man who used to be into like hardcore back in the day. You know? So what? Let's go. So what was the um, 
as we're growing up, right, we've got TV, we play music, radio's going on in houses, play music, our parents' <coughs> music's playing. What was the first music that was different from all of that that you chose? Like, was like, yeah, Wicked, this is our music that you that you would listen to, but not with your dad or and what you would listen to with your friends. To be honest with you, I think it, I would say it was hardcore. Like, it was like a lot of electronic music. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of electronic before I even got into hip hop. Yeah. Which is quite funny. But I mean. And was that really, was that because of a group of friends? Um. Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, like hands yeah. down, like me and certain man used to love hardcore. Like. And what would you be getting um, tapes and stuff? Yeah, like big up, big up. I'll, I'll just call it by their writers' name. Big up Bond. Um, obviously, yeah, like a big up James Anderson. Yeah. Really, I is responsible for getting me into rap as well. But um, he, like, man, used to just listen to Ace and Trip to the Moon. It, at the time, it was in the charts, though. Realistically, there was a crossover in the charts. Yeah, at the time. you know, you had Ace and um, no, what was it? That baby um, track. Not the shaman. What's that? Alternate. Alternate. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Man had certain things. Even big up MC Tunes. that only ran that bike to the 808 State, and you had certain things like what was there. But man was just into it. But if you really look at it, hardcore just sped up hip hop to dance to, to yeah. running man to. Yeah, it's true. Whatever, like really. It's true. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what man was doing. You know, doing the splits yeah. and whatever. And then, um, like, man introduced me to Big Daddy Kane, and then when I heard, like, you know. Do you know what year this was? Or around, around? I'd say it was about 1990. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, literally 1990. If I didn't hear him 88, dead on 88. Yeah. I heard of him, but I didn't really... But you had your music. Yeah, like, actually, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah, really yeah. get it. I was just into whatever. And at the time, I was into a lot of other things. It wasn't just hardcore. I listened to fucking Michael Jackson. I listened to... Stevie Wonder. Like, so you had, appreci- you know, you, there was had an appreciation. Yeah, and I had appreciation because my dad played a lot of stuff in it from African music to Peter Tosh to Jimmy Cliff to. So I had all of that going on and then I had the discovery of what. The one thing what did stand out to me even before I actually proper got involved in it because my dad used to send me to Africa. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to Ghana like six times, isn't it? Sick. That's another thing we'll say in my life, I'd say. Yeah. Um, seeing the contrast of how people live. It kind of puts perspective on your life, and you puts, puts when you have perspective on your life, you get perspective on your decisions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The decisions yeah. you make. Good point. And um, but around the time I had a tape, it was um, Stevie Wonder in the Key of Life, and funny enough, I find out later on from my mom, like you know, I was conceived to this album. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that yeah, it was that album, and um, I had like um, Public Enemy, um, takes a nation and millions to hold us back. I used to rinse, um, uh, Tommy Lee the Hits. So this was kind of before the hardcore stuff as well, was this like... It was like during the kind of phase, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. no one's there, like, and then, man, like, literally showed man Kane, and I was like, rah, this is sick, and what kind of got me into it was the way how James knew every word. So basically, there was a guy in the manor called James yeah, Anderson. Yeah, James Anderson, man, yeah, like, right, so yeah. he knew, like, every bar, like, and he'd know the truth, you know what I mean? And I was like, rah, you know, it was just culture that we were all kind of relatable. We both supported Arsenal. We both, you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. went to game, you know, his, yeah. you know, his uncle recipe, you know, he took. So it was like, it's kind of weird how I kind of got into rap that way. And when it hit into the like 92, I started checking for other stuff. I was just, like, that was it. I was hooked. Yeah. Like, I knew I was just on this rap team. 
you know, I was the first one in secondary school. You can ask anyone like who had the Wu Tang jumper, who had the House of Pain jumper, like who had, you know, when the shit was out, I had the shit on cassette. And this was Hampstead, yeah. Yeah, bro. So by the time you're in Hampstead, it's fully hip hop. Mm. It's all on. I'm on it. I like jungle. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. other stuff. Yeah. But you knew that was me. I had fucking cane rolls. I had a bald head, like skiffled it when Onyx was out, blood. Like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like I went through all of it, man. I used to go four star general to get my shit. Like, oh, four star general. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Shot, like, so that general was. Yeah, beautiful. I used to save up my lunch money and not eat. You get me? Mm. Like, and then just like literally buy a tape every week. You get me? Just you know, be on it. And, just oh, I was always on it. I always looked like the mad one anyway. So I was just on it. And did you see it as... Because not everyone picks a culture. Not everyone picks something to be part of, you know. Boy. I just fell in love with the look of it, bro. I even had hockey tops, bro. Yeah. I was just, just on it. The styling of hip-hop, you know? the sound of it, the, the look of it. It was just yeah, like, yeah, this, this, is, this is me. This is, I don't I'm know speaking. what it was. I just loved it. Like, I, just, I just, just fell in love with the whole culture of it. I just... Every time I had, you know, whatever change, I was just in it. This is even before I was smoking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it might even contribute to the fact of even wanting to try out smoking. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, pop definitely you know, co-signed like, um, it, man. Yeah, like, you know, I think I started bunning at around, yeah, 93. Yeah. Know? Yeah, like, literally, like, 92, 93. So I was going to say, friends of yours then. Yeah, we, yeah. we grew up together. Yeah. And I remember like he used to be into hardcore, bear time, he used to be a bear. He was a <laughs> racist shit. Yeah, I yeah, always yeah. just stuck to the hip hop. And then it came a phase where I just felt he realised where the culture of what he does and how he's doing it comes from. Yeah. And then we kind of linked, interlinked. You know, he loved that Artifacts record. I remember that specifically. I remember like when it came to a phase where we obviously got a bit older, like... He loved that record. But at that time, which was kind of weird, when I did have that record, I kind of linked with um, the CBM man, like UA. Mm. Um, it's like 9-4. Yeah, 9-4, 9-5. I started linking them, man. It's kind of through, yeah, it's kind of through Fluke for a girl. Okay. That's how I linked them. Because I was just about everywhere. I think what was mad about me yeah, back then, even though I was from Kilburn, I'd always just be on... Just on my plan. Discovery. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'll yeah, link yeah. a bridge in. I know one guy and I'll go and link him yeah. in Halston. Yeah. And then we'll just go on a mad one and then we'll end up and then before you know it, we've made bare friends. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just going places. It's kind of weird. I kind of do it now, but it's kind of through music. But at the same time, like, man, so man went to LinkedIn. There was basically a girl. It's kind of so strange right now speaking about it because the same girl who was on me um, used to go to school with my wife. 
Oh, oh shit. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah. Big up my wife still. And um, she, um, her name was Camilla. Yeah, big up Camilla. I think she takes photos now and that. And she was on, like, I, I liked her, but as a brethren who I was kind of on or whatever, and we kind of hit it off. And then we just went to White City. And then that's how I linked them, man. It's kind of weird, the same day, and then all of a sudden we just got on. And a certain man who I linked that day was Chan. Yeah. Kendo, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Kendo. Um, you mean Denny and, and the Zach. Okay. And, um, is it Scrat? Is Scrat there? I think, yeah, Bear Man. And they weren't intimidating. Usually you go to other hoods and man, it's just you. Their man was safe. Wicked. You know what I mean? Like, and the way out they came into it, they were jumping over a wall, like, it looked mad, didn't it? Like, you get me wrong, right, didn't man come to fuck us up? Like, you know that what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, the back of exhibition close and that. And then, yeah, we met and we were, you know, so, obviously. You were running around London, Yeah, basically. I was running around, like, you get me on a bike, if not biting. And then, like, basically, just connected, bro. Even like, even when I stopped going out with the girl, Rere, then I was just like, nah, you were asking like, Chan, big up Chan, who's my brother, like, he ended up having his dad, I'm sorry, his, his uncle, um, owned a stall outside Woolworths in Kilburn. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm always seeing him. Yeah, yeah, From yeah. there after he's finished with going, you know what I mean? So, when, even when I was doing work experience, because they gave me work experience to do fucking, I was at Hampstead at the time to do, um, animation at this place called Passion Pictures at Parade Street. So uh-huh. I was right there and after I chill and we'll go to White City, chill, chill. Then I met Met. He was like, yo, I'm getting crew. And then I met him. My man, big up Met, you know, man. Big up Met. Every each day. I remember I've never seen a man drink so much tennis in my life, bro. Because back in the day that's what it was like. Man could just drink tennis. <laughs> you get me like that like, like like Yeah, it was like, you know, but yeah, that dude could drink four or five and still walk out and just be, I couldn't drink two, bro. Met, Met was here a couple of weeks ago, man. Fucking, we had a wicked conversation, man. It's these stories yeah. immense. But yeah, I really kicked with um, Kendo as well because obviously he done the music. Yeah. And um, rest in peace. And um, I just kind of like, I never really, I didn't know where it was going. I just loved doing it. You know, no one's there. So in know. those years, so we're talking like mid to late 90s by now, right? You've got, you've been hanging out at West Hampstead, Hampstead, Kilburn, obviously all, all the Northwest manners, moved yourself over to West, the Shepherd's Bush, you've seen lots of London. When it hits, like, when it hits, uh, when, I'm, when I'm getting to the age of like, say, 16, 17, yeah. then it kind of started changing, obviously, you'll go through that adolescent age of knowing what might get a job, or whatever, like, yeah. and obviously right when I hit 17, I got kicked out, but... Prior to me getting kicked out, um, and obviously, you know, I thought, you know what, I'm trying to rap. I used to freestyle and shit like that. Because obviously, by the time Illmatic came out, I started trying to write so, bars or whatever. Yeah, like, so. That was like 94. Yeah, let's get to that point, right? So, you're loving hip hop that much, mm. you're like, I think I can get a voice here, I think I can do my thing. Do you, I, I think I could write some you know bars. What? No, I thought, yeah, I was thinking, no, I didn't. I'll probably not even yeah, write bars, right? Yeah, lyrics. but I, I just loved, I just loved it. I, and at the time when I was doing it, I sounded American. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's all I listened to. Yeah. 
My yeah. first pieces look like Coke 2s. These are your back and killed them. Like, <laughs> no, I'm I try to look like a Coke 2 piece. Oh, damn. God, but yeah, like, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. You, you're gonna, it's a sign of flattery, isn't it? To, yeah, yeah. To emulate the, 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 the people you idolise. Yeah. So, um, but when Illmatic came out, I thought, you know, you try and write it or something. Still sounded American, but I wasn't really. But when it hit for like around, I mean, say about nine, seven, nine, eight, yeah, nine, seven. When I was like, yeah, seventeen, turning eighteen, when I met my missus as well, yeah, um, I started like, yeah, I want to do this thing. I want to start because the day, the first day I ever met her, I was trying to record. So you've been rapping, bedroom rapping, battling friends, whatever. Did you get into a scene, or was it literally just a part-time thing? It was. It wasn't. But it's kind of weird, like, it's like, you know, like... You were just getting a normal life, and you rap. I, could, I was known in the ends, like, yeah, he likes to rap. Yeah. He raps. I know... He knows he how to write. Known back yeah, from I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like... And then, what was the brothers up there? Because they said their auntie lived on my estate, or their granddad. I was talking about Jason and, um, Jason and Auntie. That's it, stuff. Jason yeah, and Auntie. Yeah, I think so. that's who must have told me your name first. Yeah, they are, that I could rap, like... Yeah. That, they let me hang around with them because I yeah, could rap. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, big them up because if it wasn't for them, like one of the first hip hop records I got, I stole when I was with them. And, <laughs> and it was um, fucking um, Eric B and Rakim. Yeah. Um, Eric B for president. Press. Microphone free. Yeah. And yeah, man, just, uh, but man was into it kind of, but man was just always spitting other people's bars in it because, but I never really done. Man was just freestyling it. Yeah. That's all I never. But when Illmatic came out. I was like, I want to try and do a thing, but I wasn't confident enough. By the time I hit like 17, 18, I was more confident than yeah. I wanted to. I had the confidence that I want to do something, even to the point where I was trying to record. So basically, you got you, you get to an age, 17, 18, and you're like, look, I need to work, I've got to make money, I've been kicked out. So that, that first yeah. of all, I need to make money. And then you were like, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I could probably rap and get money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work at no, this. No, I didn't. You know what, bro? Even with that, obviously it was all a hustle. Yeah, like, but did you did you think I was forced into a hustle? I don't yeah. mention too much to incriminate too many people. Some names would be mentioned already, but it was a hustle and that kept me afloat. Um, speaking when we spoke about Jay, Jason and Andy Rochester, if it weren't for their neighbour and Christian, yeah, he had a place when I got kicked out and he helped me get this place. Otherwise, I'd be in a hostel or something. And it was like a property, it was like a housing association that gives out to homeless people or young people to rent out properties what are on the verge of getting bought or just on for sale. Yeah. And when they get bought, they move you to another property. Kind yeah. Of thing. But it kind of trains you for how to pay rent. You pay like less, I think it's just... Puts you in like a... Yeah, helps you understand a few things. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So Andy hooked me up with that thing. So I would have been homeless if it weren't for him. So I'm living on Cavendish Road at the time. Um when I got booted out. So I'm trying to discover myself. I'm trying to figure out how to rap or what I want to do with my life. And in the, between that, all I'm doing is hustling. Like literally, well, to, to eat. You get like, it. And now on top of the hustling, I'm signing on. So you no work. Like, yeah, like, no proper work. There's no proper, proper work. I had a job when I was living, but I don't really want to get into what I can like now. But you know, my dad went to jail. You get me? Chapter so, two, culture. Parky is tuned into hip-hop and especially after the chances for studio time for him and his friends, thanks to his 2B wife, Mims. We 
We chat about the events that led him to recording a track and getting into Steam TU, the legend from Roadie Way's hands, and also the run up to him becoming a dad and making a choice between hip hop and work. I had to get a job. One of my first jobs was working as a waiter at Pizza Hut. I killed one, bro. You know what I mean? So he basically made me homeless at 17. So my first job was at 16. So I was still doing the MVQ. I didn't have no breaks. You know, some people have a break from Hampstead. I didn't have one. Just went straight. Boom. Um, bloody art and design. MVQ guy to get two good grades on my GCSEs. Yeah, 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 one yeah, shit, yeah. to be honest. Okay, yeah. You get me? So I went for that. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew I could draw. My dad knew I was good at drawing. I thought, boom, yeah. do that. He's, I've done one, um, the, the, the intermediate, boom. He's gone off somewhere to get some dough because things are a bit tired. Something fucked up, didn't work out. I don't know what's going on. I'm doing, about to do my second year for my advanced course. So he's been going a bit of time now and you're yeah, home by yourself. Like, I was thinking, right, he's gone, yeah, like, no, it's me and my stepmom. Okay. And stepmother there. Yeah, yeah. And she's struggling to... Yeah, figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna... And then she just broke it on me, look, I've been trying to hold you, dad didn't want to know, but he's in real riff. Alright, cool. So I dropped out of school. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to, but I had to. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, and then when I came back, kind of like literally got kicked out because I got dropped out of school to help him have a house to come back to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. You know, like that on top yeah. of like various other things, you know, like so you, you, him just being angry at himself. Yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah. You know, men do stupid things. Yeah, like, yeah, I just, yeah. I, but at the end of the day, I thank him for it now because it made me a man. Yeah. Even that situation made me a man. You so know, you, like, so I, I from there, I'm, I'm in Cavendish Road. While I'm in Cavendish Road, I'm literally got no job. Because I just kind of flaked it. Yeah. Got no. I'm signing on. I'm literally doing things I don't want to be doing. And lo and behold, you know what I mean? Like, what am I going to. Like, I, I want to do this rap shit, but yo, I'm not thinking about that whether this is going to pay the bills at the time. But did, did you know anyone in rap? Um, at the time. What, what made I didn't you know, think? I didn't, I, didn't, I, what? Didn't know, I didn't know anyone really. I didn't start getting to know anyone really until like... But what made you think then, I'm gonna... Well, there were certain things, because I was dating my girl at the time. And... Who's my wife now. Yeah. And we went to a place via YCTV, and this is the place which obviously helped man get a studio, which to do that tune, which we'll get into how certain guy Steve had. Yeah. yeah. So basically I'm I'm we got taken to Subterranean and it was a show and it had M C D and my fan. Sick. Literally. So like that was the first even though I had heard British rap before, I'd heard gunshot, I'd heard I remember they used to have a balcony bit or Subterranean. And before, like, obviously M C D came out, it was like, who are these guys? And I remember certain man booing them because they were just they were white. Rags, except for Mongo. Yeah. They're doing the tune and everyone's like, rah, sick. And then they stopped and then they all done an acapella each. Skinny Man done one. Then they done a the tune. Then um, Mongo done one. They're, rah. Then they done a the tune. Then, then Chester done one and just tore it the fuck off. Like, yeah. You know, no one's there. And, then, and this is the first thing. I just thing. remember, I just yeah. remember saying, rah, I need to step my game up. Rah, these men are ill. Rah. And then MCD came on and it was like, Raw. It was just like this is a god. Yeah. Was this, a, so this was the first proper UK. Yeah, like, kind of. Like, I've really, seen it live. Yeah. Got it in my face, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I kind of um, 
certain people who I knew from school, and obviously Amos, I wanted to try and build a crew, I wanted to do something. Mm. Um, one of them was Ram, who obviously I got big him up as well, mm. Robert Alamini. He knew Selom, who obviously I knew. Selom lived on Sumatra. No Sumatra yeah, Avenue, Sumatra Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, man used to play basketball there, smoke weed, whatever. And um, he was like, yo, I work with this dude, because he had a job at the time. You know, mm. Shady, so I was thinking, yeah, he's getting all these bodies and really. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yo, nah, this guy is sick. He's called Bob, like, he's sick, white guy. And he came around my crib. He's like, like raw, this, this guy's ill, like, wants to do something, show me. But what kind of compelled me and said, you know, I've got that in my brain, the whole Chester P shit, and then I'm seeing Ram. And I'm like, no, you know, I can do something. And then my wife blesses me with this opportunity of Sound Arts, which is a studio, join YCEV, and then you can get into the studio. Have access to yeah. the space. So I did that, and it gave man access. So she and then, put you and then, and then I brought them man with me. And then we done a song... And this song was called No Comebacks. We've done, we done a song called Cool Blindly, but before we get to Cool Blindly, done this song called No Comebacks. And this song called No Comebacks was like rowdy. They put it on their sound art CD or whatever. They've done a little show even at Subterranean. Yeah. invited loads of people and we've done our... Boom. Set. Yeah, it was sick. And that was kind of like the first kind of... Performance. Yeah, step to, you know, with NWC, me, Amos and Ram, like, you know what I mean? Man was using NPC. We weren't, you know, we didn't know how to grasp we were trying to make beats together but we always had an engineer or someone who had the actual yeah, yeah. physical practical know-how yeah. to do things oh. and um like literally to cut well i'm trying when we met kaiser and put kaiser in the crew because i knew kaiser from ages ago when i used to hang around with chan cbm because he's growth in it so we'd be always hanging around we used to go to queensway a lot as well yeah so like when um, man used to, we used to know Kaiser, big up Kaiser, sorry for this, but we used to call my Kaiser Chip to Adam. <laughs> and it's weird because he was in the same class as my wife. Yeah. Yeah, bro, it's all small world. It's, it's crazy. Like, even like, if it weren't for Kaiser, Kaiser introduced, like, he went to school with Harry Love, innit? Like, yeah. You, you, we all know, it's my, Harry Love knows my wife. Like, yeah. You know, they were saying, you know, it's all small world. Harry's right? literally down the road right now. Yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> bro, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so it's. Bruv, like, it's, it's all small, fucking crazy, small, rotted world. So this basically, it was, there was like, oh shit, look at all this opportunity. And and you, so you saw it visualised, I'm sorry, you saw it visualised at Subterranea that night, and that when your girl brought you there, mm. you, you, you see this rap thing, you're like, you're definitely, things I'm going to rap. It's yeah. like, basically, God. Your girl. The divine essence. Yeah. Above, or used through my girl, or whatever, even to this day has put mad things for me to go through and experience certain things in terms of the music. Not, I ain't even getting into the music industry yet. Yeah. In terms of love for music and putting me in a path... To make to, it. To making it. Yeah. To wanting to do it. To wanting to actually craft my own sound or to develop. It, it took, man, like, for the group to break down Two man, you know what I mean? Then it'd be two man, and then after two man, then man to go like fucking, you know, do a tune called Freedom Fighters with Kalashnikov, Jet, but meeting all of these people and trying to just get on and to the point where I was ready to give up. I was just solo, like two houses split up. I was a postman at the time, the same girlfriend, you know what I mean? Pregnant after, you know, 
I've got my son, he's eight, he's eight, gonna be 18 now, we're married now, so a lot, a lot of things, I know it seems a bit of a blur, but a lot of things happen so quick within a certain space of time that I had no time to adjust, but to just, you know. Get on. Yeah, and, and that's with the music as well. Yeah, that's and with yeah. my life, bro, like, cause at the time when I was living homeless and my wife was pregnant with Kaylee, I was doing dumb things to survive still. Yeah. And, and I was blessed with the opportunity. And I don't think I would have grabbed that opportunity if certain people wouldn't have done what they did and been away. And if my dad didn't take me to Ghana and show me certain things in terms of choices to, to make me make better choices. And my wife saying, why are you still in Kilburn when you're about to have a kid, be a family? Do you wanna? Yeah. Do you wanna be like how you were? Like, I don't mind. I've got, you know. Yeah. But I'm, come, let's be a family. So I was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, let allow everything. Get rid of certain incriminative objects, and you know, which I, which is, which is explained on Monster Under the Bed on me, myself, and that kind and stuff yeah. like that. Like, get, you know, just get, you know, just fix your life up, go out there. I was working in a warehouse for a bit just before Kane was born and he was born. Um, but when I was working for that, I applied for Royal Mail in it. And then soon after he was born, I think maybe two months or three months into he was born, I got the job. So when, but, but by then I left the ends, bro. Yeah, yeah. But when <clears throat> you were in the ends when you decided you wanted to do music, yeah, I wanted to do music, but it was a dream. It was a luxury. Bro. Yeah, you know and, the ones like, but you got you got this opportunity. Was too much in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But you still you still took the opportunity of getting used to that studio. Yeah, yeah. Making yeah. those tracks. Yeah, we would do it like every week. That's what you're seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah, man. Take it. So you're you're living in a flat by yourself or with a friend. You're yeah. not living at home anymore. You're doing whatever you need to do to make money, but you're also making sure that you're getting some raps down. Mm-hmm. What happens before Caleb's born? And before you leave the manor? Do you make any music? Do you... Yeah, is yeah, that where the like relationships of, oh, sorry, are sorry, built? Sorry, yeah, I was a bit too fast. A lot of that... Putting the weed... <laughs> Those two, that, three years, yeah. Yeah, no, like, a lot of that... In that whole two, three-year period before, you know, because me and my wife were together for three years. Yeah. Um, in that three-year period... We've done no comebacks. We've done a song with Kaiser called Call Blind You. With no comebacks, obviously, James Anderson showed it to Steam. And, um, Steam. I remember, yeah, like, I remember, I remember being shook to even meet, you know, like, he mm. wanted to meet Man of the Strength because Ram, he liked the whole song. Like, it had me, Ram, and Amos on it. Yeah. <laughs> There's just only three of us at the time. We sampled, um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. And it had, like, um, I don't know if people know about uh, breaks, but skull snap drums. You know, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, so we just had that going. Duh, 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 duh. And man, just loved it and whatever. And we were just spitting bars. And then after we did that, we done another song called um, I can't remember. I think I got to see this. What happened when Steam? He wanted to link man like, and then I didn't. I didn't want to show them man that. Like I didn't want to. You know, like, he was like, James said, yo, bro, he wants to meet you, man. He loves this song. And then even at the time when this was going on, and this is which is quite weird, Ram worked at Shelley's, 
he was the other right. He worked at Shelley's with MC Neat. Yeah. And at the time, MC Neat had just left, and then a little bit of luck came number one. Yeah. And my man's standing on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, just shook, because like, James always knew that I went for that. Like, he always knew that I've got a brain. I'll do what I have to do, what comes to. But I'm just not, yeah, I'm not that guy. You're going to do this. You're, you're, you're better at this. I like what you do. This is your way out. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. saw it before I saw yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. And done a song called Freedom Fighters. Yeah. It was initially meant to be a two-half song. Okay. Me and Ram. Right. I made the beat off a Yamaha SU-10. Now, at the time... Oh, really? Yeah, bro, I've still got it. Right? And, and I've got to pick up Ram because Ram bought it. But he didn't have the patience to fucking learn how to use the one. Yeah, so like I've yeah, so yeah, so I've like basically used like learn how to use this piece of equipment, this sampler. I've learned whatever I'm doing. At the time, we're recording in a studio in Acton, Acton Central. Yeah. Um, Melrose Studios, like fucking, you know the one with the the bridge. You know. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, the carpet. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that, you know, certain art, other artists recorded in there, like yeah. Nomadic Poet from the Planets and. You know, so what we're in there, and my first MPC, which I got because I learned how to use an MPC from Sound Arts, the same place where we did the No Comeback song yeah. for Steam to hear and what have you. Know. Those first tracks made at the sound set that Steam heard to you and not you, you obviously started to take it really seriously because if your partner's out there buying equipment and then you're, you're yeah, starting we're to use Melrose. You were like, between that time, you were properly like, we're doing this, we're going to make music. Yeah. Not, I know you weren't thinking life. Yeah. You know, I, when I was painting in the 90s, I didn't think that for the next 20 years, I would have ended up making money or making a living from that culture. I didn't think that. At the time, I was making a name for Daz, for who I was. Mm. And at the time, you were in the manor, and whatever, you were in the rapping community, making a name for yourself. We were trying to get in. That, we that was the most of it. Yeah, we were trying to get in, and obviously, because man had linked through various people, obviously, the link through Kaiser, and yeah. like Kaiser showed us about Jess already when I first met Because when I first met Jess, I met him at Harry Love's house. Okay, cool. Um, and, you know, a man gave me his number, and it was funny because he was like, oh, I live around, around the corner. He lived Iverson Road. This Sick is like the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The connection of that getting him on Freedom Fighters, I, always, I was already focused on trying yeah. to get my own shit on. I never knew what would happen would happen um, in terms of my career. Yeah. It's nuts though, isn't it, that you could by just by being brave enough to be like, fuck it, I'm gonna do this, like and being in the position you were in as well, you could have just thought, fuck it, I need full time well, job. The first time I met him, or first well not met him, but the, the, the next day when we said we'll link up and I went to his crib, that was the first day I met Kalashnikov. And I've got a big up Kalashnikov for a couple of reasons. Because around this time, this is before I'm still in Cavendish Road these days. Yeah. Just before I left. Yeah. I'm about to have a baby. You know, no one's there. And Kailash like gave him some herb, innit? I swear I told you this this story. We we, we sat down yeah, and chatted yeah, about yeah. this, but yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like and basically, yeah. um man, me, Ram, and Nomadic P, because he lived down the road, round the corner, Dine Road. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Dine. Yeah, it's yeah. where he lived, yeah. So he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, I was gonna go link him anyway. So then man Ram was like cool, but Ram like you know, you're bunning. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to skate because he lived quite far because Ram lived six, near 6th Avenue or 4th Street. Yeah, yeah. Everything was kind of walkable back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But he's like, yeah, I'm going to skate. 
nomadic Pete ducked before that because we were just smoking too much weed, bro. He's a Muslim guy. Yeah. Can't really, you know what I mean? I understand. And this is at Jess's house, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So we're in Jess's yard, Iverson Road. Yeah. Um, nomadic Pete has to leave. Jess shows me, because that's there, and they show me fucking dagger mentality for the first time. They have a test pressing at me. I'm like, what? And, and then Jess goes, that's him. I'm just like, bro, like me and Rama, like, bro, like, yeah. we're just gassed, like, this guy's ill, yeah. like, what? And then, like, we're just chatting, chatting, billing, politicking, whatever, just playing some beats, showed the um, man talking about the night brew, because man was writing for it, I think, around then, because alcoholic author hadn't dropped yet. Yeah. And then, like, ran ducked, and then I'm just chilling, because I only live around the corner. So, I'm like, rrr, rrr, and then this movie comes one. I swear, it was, was it Dark World? I swear, some old school movie looked mad. It was called Dark World. I don't know if it was done by Terry Gilliam or some. Some mad movie, but we all just shut up and just watched it. Yeah. It was like, right, I got to the morning. Man didn't even sleep, blood. Like, so we were leaving. I was like, yeah, Will's just, you know, crashed out. And funny, or oh, we'll get into that another time, but like, we're leaving and then I bopped into Bronsby Station because he did Stratton. Yeah, yeah. So He's getting the overground back. Yeah, like, so you get me. So man got on the train and goes, yo, safe, brother. And he goes, yo, congratulations. I hope you're all the best. And he went to spud me. And he spud me. And he goes, that's you, bro. Keep it easy. <laughs> and then the door's closed. And I'm like, bro, when I opened it, it was like a cube. Bro. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. That's time. Blessing bro. you, man. You know what I mean? So ever since then, like, I've always had, like... So before you left, so before you left the area, then you were like, you knew these people who were dope rappers. Yeah, yeah, crazy. You knew Harry, who was the dope Northwest producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, he, and yeah. you were, you were like, I, I'm in this, I'm in this, and you're and you're you're off there doing doing your thing with your guy. Mm-hmm. When um when you leave the manor and you go and properly set up family and, and you know you're working, you're being a postman. I was. Yeah, I was still trying to do the two halves thing for a bit, yeah. but then it got stupid, and that's why I explained earlier. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of jumped the gun, but um, me and Ram are cool now. I've even been producing some stuff for him lately. Wicked. So it's just on him if he wants to do it for a Like it just got stupid. He's the, as well. Like you know, he's a goddad to my son. Never seen my son. Wait, was he still in Kilburn area? That, yeah, like he was still, he's still there. Yeah, now. So the mission, there, like, yeah, the fact that you weren't in the area, all of that type of stuff, right, must have yeah, just like yeah, played yeah. off each other, and it's just like you know what, yeah, we've got to dead yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, like well, basically, what kind of deaded it to the fullest degree at the time? We had the Freedom Fighters tune under our belt, but we wanted to do something. We were messing with a producer called Macanai. Macanai. Yeah, he done some stuff with fucking Low Life. Back in the day. Yeah, I think I've seen the yeah, name. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. He's I... produced, produced. You know the song for Doc Brown, Survival. Yes, I knew. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was doing some stuff like we loved him, but you know I've got mad love for him. And we were doing. He actually produced the tune. I think it was. I can't remember. What, I think it was called Red Pool Blue Pill or something. We were trying to do. Some, and then like we had a session, and this was the day where I said fuck this, and Ram came. He was there for a bit, and I'd come all the way with my fucking MPC as well to bounce off stems for him as well. Um, and he's like, oh, bro, no, I couldn't get a weed, oh, I'm hungry, bro, oh, I fucked this, and he left. And me and Mac and I just looked at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> I've come all this way. And I was like, you know what? 
can't do this no more. Like, I literally said, I can't do this no more. Like, I, I don't know whether something snapped in me or whatever. I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. Like, but I snapped as it, and to the point where Mac and I thought, yeah, I'm going to do something solo. But nah, I snapped to the point of, fuck this. I'm Out of the game. Yeah, like, I thought, fuck this, I'm just going to be a dad. Like, yeah. Just be, you know, I'll go and do that. Like, yeah, and I love yeah. hip-hop. Yeah. I'm just going to be a fan. Fuck this. Yeah. You get me? If this and is what... Yeah. I'm a fan anyway. Most artists are fans anyway, but I just thought, fuck that. I just want to be a fan. Like, and then, literally, I think it might have been two weeks after, I see Scribbler in fucking O2 with my wife. So, so and Scribbler for two weeks you were just like fuck games done. yeah like he was people were calling me and, and you I was were like, like nah I'm done I'm gonna like, just do this yeah like certain other artists who were affiliated or whatever called you know I was like nah I'm done it. like I was looking I was even like, literally thinking about how to sell the MPC I purchased mm-hmm. from acting the acting studio and um, I was literally walking down in Chimes because they just built it it's a new shopping centre mm-hmm. I see Scribbler I was like nah Yo, who's there, bro? You're on my lunch break. Come my lunch break, like, come my yard, buy a cup of soup. You know, I played in um, the beat, which happened to end up being the inevitable with him and Diane Rucker when I ran Sick. I'll put that up there. But he's, I said to him, no, I'm, yeah, you, I said to you, you can have it. Like, when I played in the beat, he spat me Diane Rucker's verse as well. That's what was so ill. Because they're going back to back on some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth the Hustler. If people don't know about that shit. Google that's that. That's some old school. Yeah. Get me some 93 shit. But, um, yeah, I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And it was, te- they're both terra firma. And terra firma are doing their things. You get me? And, um, I just thought, rah, like. You gave him, he, he comes around, he raps on that beat. You're like, go and take it. It's fine. And then he's like, you like back in the well, game. Yo, yo, um, he, he's like, yo, bro, like, I, you know, I link you with the label, and it's LG. And at the time when I was um, in NWC, I had met LG uh-huh. before, and that was through the writing community, and that was through Wild Eye. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, big up, right? Big up, Wild. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's my right, first teacher. Hall, yeah. See, if it weren't for Hall, I wouldn't know LG. Mm. And LG mysteriously produced my first album, which is the working class band. Crazy. He produced Guns and Navarone. He produced fucking but we'll get but before that, we'll get into a tangent now. But before that, um he was like, no fuck that. You need to come and, you know You've got to be on Yeah, you're you're not giving up. Fuck it, I'm not having it. This is going on vinyl. So I linked LG and I'm like, bruh, it's in time, boom 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 you know what I mean? And then like he's like, yo, fuck that man. Like Scribbler, I don't know whether Scribbler spoke to him or something. He, just like, yo, he was like, yo. But in between a lot of that stuff as well, which was kind of weird, before I split up like with Ram. Yeah. Well no, just after I split up with Ram, Jess called me. And that was what it was. Yeah, Jess called me and goes, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, huh? Like, oh, I'm nothing, man. Like, rare, rare. And then he goes, bro, I've got something in mind for you, but just like, you know what I mean? I want to get you on something, but and I was just gassed. And I was gassed for about like two weeks. And I hear nothing. And I called him a couple of times. So, yeah. And I hear nothing. And like, you know, it just rang. Yeah. And I thought, oh, fuck it. And then it just went back into the depression mode. Oh, fuck this. You had these thing. little dips. Yeah, yeah. Like... So, anyway, I'm telling you this equipment. This tempting thing is coming. So I'm thinking about sending my equipment. I see Scribbler. 
Scribbler tells me, yo, you you know, you're giving up. He links me with LG, who I've known for time when I was in NWC. And he's like, nah, fuck that. You know what, bruv? We're going to, long story short, you're the next record we're putting out. And I say, nah, like, you're lying. He goes, nah, you're the next record we're going to put out. Like, I refuse. And then he showed Man of V, and then that, that song became the shit, which is the first song, which him and um, Lopez produced, Big Up Pat. Yeah. And um, the other song I produced, which obviously stopped me from selling my MPC, which was The Struggle. And on the chorus, it had Jess. Did I you... couldn't even do choruses, but, but when I put out my first fucking record. Had you, had you recorded anything else by yourself? Up to that point, no. 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 Um, maybe a demo. Yeah. I think I've done a demo with Deluxe, who's now doing stuff with other people. I don't know what he's doing. No, no. So this was Nothing. like, like when, I, this when was that, record, brand came, new that record, when that record came out, that is the first thing for, uh, uh, made like that. Because before that, I was just Parky. Michael Parkinson. That's what it was. That's the name I knew you by. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Parky. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's the name. It was just Parky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? That's all I was known by. So what year was this? When that when that dropped? 2004? Yeah, the, the year I got married amazing yeah like we had the test pressings the day of the wedding it was crazy yeah yeah and it came out while i was on my honeymoon or whatever and then came back and then man was sending man was doing right yeah i think the struggle got into the one extra shot yeah boom um but i think that was because it had jest on but he killed like he's yeah but when you took me on tour with him as well so yeah, when you, you two are on a track as well, though, it's a fucking boom sounds, man. Bro, like, I couldn't do choruses to save my life. I didn't even know what bars were. Certain other people who I should mention earlier, they tried to show me, but then I got what they were trying to teach me. And one of them, realistically, I don't think there would be a me, myself, and Akai in terms of the component, the main component, and that's Versatile E, because he showed me the 2000 NPC before I even saw one when I went to sound arts to learn how to use this one. This is back in Kilburn. Yeah, you get me? So I'm big and versatile. He, he was fucking with like funky DL yeah. and stuff. So looking at the whole spectrum of how I got on and then ended up wanting to give up and then ended up, after I'd done that single, man was like, blood. Like, because Jess was, at the time, LG had produced, you know, he'd done Falling Down. Um, he had literally produced the track falling down, yeah. ESP. Um, or what else? I'm going to cut some of the skits on that album. But they had a nice relationship and they were trying to get a studio together and they got a studio together in, in the Orchards. Yeah. So this East happened. London. Yeah, bro. Old Street. Mm. Like, so when the struggle came out, literally, that's what, that's what was literally happening. Because when I'd done that song, man, recorded it in Lenny's in LG's bloody closet in Ealing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. that, like, Falling Down was fucking recorded. Like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, in the closet. And um, literally, after... What was it? Yeah, after, like, Falling Down came out and like, numerous things, were, you know, I'd done the single with them because man had a label which was Sitai. It's a Joel. 
we're going to do an album for you. Fuck that, we'll do the album. We're going to put out this single. They had another single to put out after mine, which is the Wordsmith one. Yeah. Um, um, what one? Uh, uh, no, I don't know that one. I'm not, it, what more? Oh, I can't remember, bro. The Apocalypse Now. It had Scribbler and Jess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do and, know the um, one. Blue cover. No, I had like a cover and a black and white. I had like, looked like some dying kid on the cover and some shit on some. Oh, uh, no, I'm thinking of something you know else. I mean? like, yeah. Um, had that, yeah, and then it had on the B side by Beat Butcher, I think all of my life, I can't remember the song, but had that, and then even on that record, which is weird, because they'd never advertised in any single, they said, yo, the next single was Michael Parkinson, I don't want to stay here, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, they'd write that on. That, yeah, yeah. So we kind of, so, um, so that came, that came to fruition, but man was still working on the album. When I was working on the album, like Daniel was meant to be on my album. Uh, if people don't know, Daniel's a song that was on the Underworld Epics for Low Life, um, just Underworld Epics. And when we were working, we were all working in this studio because this studio, in the which is called the Fortress in Old Street, churned out new proof suit, working class dad, bear shit, bro. So you do the single at LGs. Mm-hmm. And then just around that same time, them lot get to open yeah, up the yeah, fortress. Just, they move all up into the fortress. And they're like, and then then sit tight, like, yo, we're gonna put, I'm gonna do an album. We're gonna do a full length player. We want you to do one. And I'm like, bro, I can't even do it for us. <laughs> they're like, no, nah. like, and I kind of got the hunger then because just before man went out, so man went out with the record while I was working at Royal Mail. They took me to Valdezier, France, to rap. You know what I mean? So I'm already, I'm, I'm kind of like... They're showing you. To, yeah, yeah. And teaching Jess, you as well. Yeah, like. Jess as well. Like, he's taking me on the road with him. Like, you know, doing launch, his launch with him. Um, you know, the new cruise suit yep. launch. He made my launch the same thing. Wicked. Like, he didn't have to do that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just showing me the ropes. I can't remember. Yeah, the jazz cafe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Fucking example talk to me about that. Exo- big example. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, but yeah, like, um, so we're literally, I'm just like on this roller coaster ride. Everything's happened so fast. I'm trying to adjust my feet to how and to how do I do an album? And rare, rare. And I just look at my life. And at the time, it was a postman. But yeah, I'm a working class dad. Like, fuck it. That's what I am. Yeah, yeah, that's what I am. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just reveal it. You ain't got to show what, what you've gone through. Show where you are now. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I just went with that. And started doing the album bit by bit. You know. And then when uh, the album's did you find it hard? Bruv, you know what? To be honest with you, I found it wicked. And the reason why I found it wicked because there was just fucking weed everywhere. Yeah. For one. Uh, like weed in the lab. Mm-hmm. We don't have the lab no more, so no one can get arrested, but we did fund the lab. Mm. <laughs> and um, we just, we would write songs like, I just kind of taught me how to like, write songs there on the spot, that he was the one to teach me that to be honest with you. It's not even a disrespect or trying to suck a man's dick. No, the fucking dude's a genius, to, man. Like, I used to... Um, it's nice to know that well, he we did this before pushed his knowledge out. Yeah, we did this before when he was living in Camden on a song. Like That was one of the first times I did it. And we didn't put it out or anything. He still talks about it now to this day. But ever since then, like I've kind of learned, we've honed the skill of just going to the lab, writing the song, there, doing it, like, boom, 
I never used to do that. I just stay and marinate, and wait for words to hit me, and you know, he kind of every now and then you'd be. He like, kind of forced the greatness. Well, I'd like to say he forced the greatness out of me. I mm. always kind of had things in me, but he he forced certain. You know, so when we're in a, when I was in the studio, if I'm not with LG, I'd be with him. With him, so because they both are in the lab, in it, so they both be doing shit. You know what I mean? And um, loads of songs what were churned out when when we were there, bro. I look back and there's even a lot of things what will never get released, but even when we done Guns and Navarone, uh, we done we done we done Guns and Navarone, and before we done it, basically this is the madness. I know I don't even know how Savvy's gonna feel about this. That he had a show in Hereford, yeah, and um, and I love this day, yeah, because I called my wife as well. He had a show in Hereford. I'm at the studio. It's a Friday. I ain't got work. Yeah, so, um, like, basically, he gets a call from Gorgeous George. He used to be his manager, innit? He managed Kelly Lash, Bashy, and he was like, yo, bro, where you at? I'm at the station. He's like, what do you mean I'm at the station? Because I'm at Queen's Cross, man. We've got to do this gig in Hereford. I'm here with Savvy and IQ. He goes, what? We just, fuck, I think we just recorded that joint with guns. And he was like, no. He goes, oh, yo, let me call you back. He goes, bro, can you believe that I'm meant to have a gig here? And then them man are there, right next to the guy who's getting us that gig, and not one of them has picked up the phone and said, yo, where are you? I haven't got, he goes, look at my phone. No missed calls. No missed calls, bro. They want the money, you know. Yeah. So he goes, that's fucking disgraceful. Like, and then he's just, because at the time, I think, my man lived with mine. I was like, oh, this is cool, bruv. You know, maybe man just assumes that he would call you. He's dealing with it. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have credit. You don't know. He's like, no. He just called up man. He goes, bro, I'm sorry, bro, but you're not doing the show. He goes, no, no. Before he did that, he called, he goes, do you want to do the show? I'll pay you. Like, real, real. Well, well, you know. To you. He goes, I'll, I'll take Q because he's my DJ. I need DJ. He's like, fuck it. Let me call my wife, see if it's cool. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, we'll get our money. Yeah. So I went. We went to do the show. It was kind of dread, like, because man came. When we got there, Savvy had left, didn't it? Like, because he told him to go in it, because I'm not. Like, you took the piss, you, you've all become. I don't know why. They're from Huddersfield. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really. Mm. It sounds a bit revealing or whatever. I don't know their relationship, but I've got love for both of them. That's all I can say. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when it came down to that whole situation, I didn't feel dread. I just thought, right, I want to go get my money. It's an opportunity given to me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, when he went there, me, Q and him left and it was a nut show. It was a crazy show, sick. Came back and when we came back, but just before we left, Lenny played The Mission. I don't know if you've heard the song. There's a song out there called LG Presents. And it's just the Michael Parkinson. It's called The Mission. Yeah. On the B-side, it's got What Will Happen by Cashman. All LG beats. It's on vinyl. I think we pressed, I don't know, we man pressed 500 or what, but they've gone. We Discord them. Yeah, yeah. It should be on iTunes or whatever. But when I heard that beat, I was like, what the fuck? Me and Jess looked at each other. What the fuck? Before you just, left that Yeah, day. so we just recorded guns. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of this beat in my head. Like, man, these are the days where, man, they have MP3 no. to play and rear, rear. So man's just rear, rear. I swear I read, like, the first 
eight bars to that tune. You come back, I ain't gone home yet. I should have went straight home. I've gone straight. We've gone straight from King of King's Cross, the lab to Old Street. Yeah, yeah. Where come, let's go, lad. Fucking went there this week. Yeah, bro. I'm, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I came from Old Street. I was like, yo, let me get some weed and go home. Yeah. So I can just chill when I get home. Because I've just fucking come to the lab and not gone home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To fucking Hereford. Woke up, come back, and gone straight to the fucking studio with my day off. So I've gone, and we just done the tune. I just literally just banged it out. And I'll never forget the way how, because he heard the way how I did mine, and then well, I finished it off, and then he did his. Cause I think yes, did, yeah. Yeah, because it was like, oh, day one, analog switch, like, on and off, far from, butter, soft, butter, scotch, butter, butter off, tongue tied, hop, scotch, lock, stop, watch, dog, tongue, oh, I can't even, time, rhyme, stop, clock, hole from a hop rock, don't pose, bump, pop, flow from a gun, oh, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I've just, I need to just check the tune, innit? Sick. I can't remember the bars, but I remember like, I never used to write shit like that. He bang the best out of me. Yeah. I mean, as an artist, and then even now, even to now, other people bring the best out of me. And bring certain things. It's just about honing your powers. It's kind of like, taught me. And he's, he's, me a, he's a traditional producer. Mm. Not not like a music, he is a music producer, yeah. but I mean like a producer. Yeah, he like, knows how to say, here, look, do this. Yeah, no, Watch no, what no, happens. Nah, no, no, straight. Like, yeah. every time I do, like, even a song with him, it's like he's got to be in the lab, he's got to be there. Like, I mean, like, we've got to sit down, we've got to chill. It's none of this fucking emo some shit over. You get me? He wants to sit yeah, there. Yeah, bro, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be on. You know what I mean? So, because, yeah, it's, it's got to be on. It's got to be, you know, like, We've got to be there, we've got to be chill, we got to be, you know what I mean, like, we got to be, you know, that's, he's got, he's got his method, but me, I'm in the realm of a method where time doesn't wait for no man, I'm too far to turn around. Especially a dad. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong, man, he's a father now himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but at that time. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, I'm too, yeah, it's too far to go around, so, and I remember specifically around the time before, um, yeah, Caleb was, yeah, before, like, the album dropped to work class dad, and I remember speaking to my father-in-law, right, and that's weird, not even my dad. Chapter yeah. three, creativity. It's not a straight road, the route to work in the creative world, especially one for yourself. And in this chapter, Parky tells us about that journey and what happens when good friends put it on him to jump in and go full-time in hip-hop. He talks about festivals, trips abroad, meeting and building with rappers from the US, his family life, and what's coming next. And I remember saying, yo, I think this is before we got married. Because I knew that man's doing an album. I knew this test pressing has been pressed. They've got to move into a studio. They're going to do this is gonna these happen. albums. Yeah, these albums are going to come out. Like, they want to do these albums. I've been given this opportunity and I'm still working. I said, what do you reckon I should do? Do you reckon I... And he said to me, mate, if you're given an opportunity, don't... All I'm going to say to you is, don't be left thinking, oh, what a condition. Because that's the worst thing you could ever do. And then when I left and then my wife told me, oh, like, he, he, he almost had a thing in cricket. And he didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like, Raw, so that's what, you know what I mean? He's like, talking from truth. Yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, raw. So he kind of, it was 
he, he basically said, he, he said go for it he reaffirmed he said, yeah yeah he, he, he like all of this going on like low life going to you know because obviously low life pressed the working class that they put that out yeah but they didn't have them on the label even though they fucking got a stamp on them but, you know regardless of knowing what's transpired now these you know he called me up even when i was in the studio brain text yeah, yeah. Like when I was, and he got my number from savvy you know nigel like you know a savior and i'm like how did you get my number he's like oh Sav, i was like oh and like they're not they're there but he wanted to act like you know so jess was there oh gee it's like yo listen blood man i'd like what you're doing man just showed me this track and you've done it already yeah I was like, what the fuck you're doing? What's going on? I just want to hear it. I said, oh, I've got an album. I'm just working on it now. But bro, just come to the studio, innit? And then before we left, we all had a plan. And the reason why we all had a plan is because of obviously Jess's experience, his experiences with him. And loyalty to, we'd already done the work. So no matter what's going to fucking go down, this is it. And then when we came there, it was like... You're sticking with the family. Yeah, because like it's, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, not only that, um, like for instance, he wanted to put the album out on Low Life. We were like, no, we've all man's already got a label in it. We'd rather just do a pressing, pressing a distribution deal. You know, just pressing distribution. He goes, I then take Daniel off the album and put it on under our epics. I was like, cool. The reason why I was like, cool, because man wanted it as a single, Jess wanted it as a single, we did yeah. a video for it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, cool, whatever. Like, and then still, after the album came out, he still put fucking his low life logo on. <laughs> Fuck, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know what? Cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a figment of it, you know, because this, this album came out the last stages after Skinny Man, you know what I mean? Mm. They had what? I feel kind of like, did Skinny Man's album help press mine? I don't know. But I do know he fucking got robbed. But, you know what I mean? He robbed a lot of people. How much we get robbed now? But, shit. At the time, to have a record with one of the biggest labels in UK yeah. wanting to press your record, wanting to put you out, and for them, for you to just kind of be like, nah, just press and distribute it. You'll still make your money. Basically trying to be a, be a bit of a Jay-Z. Yeah. You know what I mean, like with it, and to pull it off, and then for it to reach people for songs to get in the chart, like the one extra chart. Running times, man, man had a Rodney P skits, original Fever, and they yeah. did help a lot of people out. But I did not think in a million years that, that put on like people chart. I don't want to stay here with Diablo and all that would be like top three, top two. Mm. I'm like, what? Who's this guy from nowhere? No, I remember people calling and saying my name still to this day. People pronounce my name different in it, but like. I saw thanks, and then when Dunyard dropped, it was like, who's this guy? I remember specifically Chester even saying, yo, blood, like, you know, no one's there. And when you hear that, like, what the, f you know, like, what? Bro, I'm like, blood, I remember you, Subterranea. Yeah. Maybe say, shit, man, we still are good. You know what I mean? You're telling me, blood? Yeah. Man, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? So the chest of the cosign. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I remember. You know, a lot of people like that song. It was on Channel U. And I remember, like, literally. I, where was I? Was I still working? I 
before it drops. I think I've got five to maybe just before it got dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So what is home life like then at, at the time? How is um, so how are you holding I down felt, like I felt, I, felt, I felt like at the time like look man, you know, we're gonna do it. You know what I mean? At the time, I think well, when I was working the job, I just left the job, so I just done this album. So I just kinda like went back to the grindstone like thinking, you know what, I can sign on. Like, yeah, boom. So I started signing on again, off of like extra help, boom. And then So like fuck it, then, no I'm gonna I'm gonna be sacked, I'm gonna keep pushing this music, I've got this album out. Yeah, yeah, I can tour even, it, when I, I, even when I got dismissed, it was yeah. funny because I knew the album's about to drop and yeah. I knew it was getting you know. So you thing. had that confidence, you were like, no, yeah, I've got yeah, this yeah. thing, I've got to use it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I started doing it and I had obviously a lot, you know, from what my father in law said mm-hmm. to me as yeah, well yeah. at the time. Reaffirmed it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then um I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna like, you know, sign off for a bit. Then it came to the phase where you had to actually, you couldn't sign off for too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought, you. Like, you know what, let me get like um, an agency job. So um, I got an agency job. So in between one, when I got the agency job, it was a binman. Yeah. Literally. Every morning, like, rare, rare, boom. So I was doing that for, I think, about a year and a half. Yeah. While I was, doing, obviously, working class, that is still out. Um, I had the interview mixtape drop, which was a lot of songs which was recorded in the fortress at the yeah, time. That's wicked as well, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so I had that drop via the low life thing and all that. They, they pressed that. Distribution. Yeah, they distributed that. And then um, I thought, no, I know what I want to do another album. And at the time, I hollered, like, I just, MySpace days. Yeah. You get me? And I heard this, this, I just used to love listening to rap, innit? Like, obviously, like I do. And then I heard of, like, the low budget crew, because I love Kev Brown. And, and then this artist called Ken Starr, and I heard one tune, and it was produced by a guy called M. Phases. Mm-hmm. And I just lost my mind at this fucking song. I just kept on losing my mind. I still, to this day, lose my mind at this song. And, um, so I, I reached out, not with no fruition that I'm doing a second album. So I was just like, yo. It was the, so you, you, your album's out and you're getting good feedback. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's going all right. So you're like, okay, cool. And then, so basically what you feel is I can entertain the thought of contacting this producer because I'm in this. Uh, yeah, I just thought, yeah, the only reason why I thought. You're not thinking the next album. this is what it was. I checked where he was from. Yeah. And I saw he was from Australia. Yeah. So I thought, let me see if Joe was actually, because I know low life distribute shit out there. They do. So... I just reached out to him and I said, look, I ain't Jay-Z or anything, but I think you're incredible. Like, I'd love to work with you. So phases. He's in fucking LA now. Yeah. Bloody got a Grammy now. Is yeah. I'm talking about. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I'd love to work with you. And he goes, bruv, how was he? goes, what's the bloody like chances that I just bought the working class dad on vinyl yesterday? And I said, what? It's on vinyl? He goes, yeah, man, I got it. Like, I said, you're lying. He goes, yeah, bruv. I'm like, yo, thanks, it would be an honour. He goes, yeah, man. Like, and I remember I gave him my number. And I remember, like, literally ready to sign on. And my phone rang. Motherfucker called me from Australia. Like, Shit. He's like, yo, I came out of, came out of the thing. Otherwise, I'd have to lock up yeah. the phone. You know, I was there. And he was like, yo, I got this. I was making this. Uh, it was fucking all for hip-hop. Which is, yeah. yeah, it was literally that beat. And I was like, oh, my God, bro. I beg you, just send it. Yeah, bro, send that, send that. 
I've got some other things in the Senate. And then I remember us talking on the MSN, we just talked. And he'd be like, telling me who his favourite rappers are. And one of his favourite rappers are is Jess. Mm. And then I didn't say anything. And he'd done a joint. Like me and Jess done a joint over this, this joint. Like I, just said it to, I just said it to, I didn't send him the whole I said, Joe, yeah. check this out. He lost his fucking mind. It's actually on one of his compilation things called The Works or whatever. But yeah, we're the only motherfucking British guys. <laughs> did the um? Did you talk to him more about the vinyl? Or what about how he got it? Yeah, I knew he got it via low life. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I knew he could be at a distribution deal. Yeah, I didn't really. In terms of you just in terms of the label wise and way how it worked and and how I didn't really delve in it too tough. You get me. You know, like, I didn't really... I'm the artist, sit tight, deal with the paper. Yeah. They'll hollow me. And they're good boys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like, you know, it wasn't a case of that. So I didn't really look at it. I'm like, how many is he really selling out there? I didn't care. I was... You were happy enough to... I basically, raw, I finally have an album out. I finally have something out. And I'm with certain people who would dream to work with. I'm with people who, some people say that, they, you know, I'm working with some of the people who are the best here off, off, off yeah. side of the shore, yeah. or whatever. Cool. Now, the whole sit tight's dissolved, and then it's like I'm under Jess' wing. It's like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning from him, very rare. He's like, yo, you're my hopper, you're a cool sign. I was like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll buy you next album. Did you, did you use any of the M phases beats? Yeah, there's like six on there the is second a, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Jess is just like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, we got um, it. But before, prior to that, before I even thought about doing first, second time round, mine had already done all for hip hop. And I mentioned Deluxe earlier, because Deluxe recorded all for hip hop down the road in Halston. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, literally. And, um, at the time, I was just still in limbo about what I'm going to do about a second record, but I thought if I'm going to do a record, it has to be big. Yeah. And it has to be more of a fucking worldwide appeal than just the UK. Abstract, which That's what I aimed for with first, second time round. Hence why it's got more tunes. It's like fucking 18 tunes on there or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, it's a double. Yeah, but the weirdness of it, and back to even going to Scryan as well, like, um, when we when I was trying to work before the album was complete, I'd done all for hip hop. Um, I'd done. I needed just I needed another song, and he already had the other song with me and Jess. So man, like at the time, I remember going to record something for Scrying, which ended up on my mixtape, which is called "I'm Sick of This Bullshit." Yeah, and um, which features Jess in the chorus. He would pick me up from Uxbridge and drove me all the way down to East to get this song done. So I got to pick him up for that. It, the beat was done, produced by Ken Okoski because he was doing some shit with him. And then um done the song and then he was like dropping man back. And I think, I don't know if Will was coming to spend the night in my yard. Or he was going to, you know what I mean? So he was like, yo. Yeah, I think he came to spend the night in my crib. So he came in the car with us back, so he went just got driven back. So we're in the car and he's like, yo. Certain man, I've been asked to go to Australia. Certain man dropping. I didn't even want to ask who was dropping. Do you want to come? I said, fuck yeah, bloody mad. Like, he goes, all right, cool, say nothing. 
we'll talk more about it tomorrow. And then we spoke and then like two weeks later we were sorting out a visa. Sick. And I said, what, what happened? And it was like, I don't want to really get into it, but a certain man didn't want to fly for that long. It was a bit shook in it, so that's why a certain man said, it just ended up being me and Connie mm. and Jess. And before Connie. we went, like we went, um, done a couple shows together, I think one not in Nottingham, you know, just to loosen up the calls and do things. Yeah. Then we went out there, and then we went out there, obviously, done Sydney first, sick, smoking the nangest shit as soon as we got off the plane, and then, like, went to Melbourne. As soon as we got to Melbourne, I had to make up the phases, because that's where he was living. And then I heard literally various, like, literally the rest of the joints on my album playing there. Boom. I was like, oh my god, shit. And then I took them back. Every day I writ the first verse there while I was in Adelaide. And I finished it when we got back. And like a man had a purpose. Now I had this, I had that. I had some jokes. It was full down. direction. Yeah, yeah. I had a, and then Jess was like, kind of cold it. He kind of showed me, like, we all need someone to just be like, no. We all need a Chris Lightley to just be like, no, the album's, that's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, he did a lot of that. And I was thankful for that. And then, yeah, it dropped. And I was hoping there man, we might go back, you know what I mean? But yeah, it did well out there. I, I just, like, I'm just, at the time this shit dropped, you know, I just loved the fact that, you know, I had a nice relationship with Mark and Phases and just doing what I was doing. And the fact that he was sending me some ridiculous songs before they even came out. What like Barra Monch clap. Yeah. And fucking, um, Still standing with Jill Scott, like he was sent, like just to, to check it out, like yo, what do you think about this? I was just working on it. What the fuck? Like you know what I mean, like <laughs> you know. And then the day when it kind of came into fruition, when I met Pharaoh for the first time, I got big up Pharaoh every each and every and Boogie because you know they're nice friends of mine now, and that's weird saying that. Pharaoh Monch is a nice fact. friend of Michael Parkinson. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're chatting breeze, but. The first time I ever met him, I gave him my album on CD. And he goes, yeah, shit. Yo, all for hip-hop, all for hip-hop. Yes. That's what he said to me at the jazz club. I said, shit. You got the name. You know what I mean? And then obviously the Akai thing was just like obviously an extension of that. That's my thing, but bro. Like... So the culture to you then, it was solid. The culture is the culture has led me to meeting my key influences and my key people. I've, I've supported Big Daddy Kane. I supported Big Daddy Kane last year. That is fucking amazing. The guy who made me say, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Like, it. I don't care. Like, even Pharaoh asking me for beats. I don't give a fuck if he takes any or he doesn't give a, you know. I even, like, you know, he's big up Cameron, his manager. You know who Cameron is? Remember House Party yeah, 2? Yeah, I remember Cameron. Yeah, House Party 2, yeah, Jamal. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, blood. Jamal, like, Jamal. You get me? Like, people you watch, you never think that I'd never meet these people in the flesh. Pete Rock, Premier, Lord Finesse, Diamond D. The only person I ain't met is Large Pro yet. But, like, I'm ter- and Dilla, obviously, rest in peace. Yeah. But in terms of a lot of people who write, like, Just Blaze wearing my t shirt. Like, Ninth Wonder putting my t shirt up. Like, I never thought any of this thing would be possible. Any of it, like any, I didn't. But it's nice to know that it's just, you know, they, like they know what the fuck. You put the doing. hours they in. Look to what the fuck I was doing. You put the hours in. You would, you, you decided to really fucking put the hours in. Bro, like, 
I never, you know, but it all started from like after the, the, the first, second time round, I thought, yo, I need to do, you know, and then obviously there was a lot of things in between it, the dragon of an ordinary family, I'm helping with the label, I've got my, I'm having more children and I'm still working. And then until I think it was the year before Akai dropped, which was 2012, shit. No, it wasn't 2011. 2011. I think basically that's when I became self-employed. Yeah. So it's been a while, bro, since then, and touch, you know, wall. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, wood. You get me? Like, it stays the same, and uh, we're keeping afloat. But yeah, I've got four kids. I actually had a kid without having a job. Like, off this music shit. Yeah, you were like, so I'm cool. the youngest. Yeah. yeah well, I'm all the other three. I've had a part time job or I've had something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Sunny. Yeah, Sunny Binman. Yeah. There's a Binman with her. Yeah. Josiah um, Cleaner. Yeah. Um, Caleb Postman. Zion. Fucking. Musician. Rapper. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Michael Parkinson. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I'm thankful, my wife as well, for putting up all the shit, going, growing up, going through everything from day dot, like going through bullshit, going through the highs, the lows, the, you know what I mean? Seeing even people die, pass away, you know what I mean? Like certain man who I feel who should be with us now, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's weird, but I thank God for my blessings, bro. There is, if you don't believe in God, whatever high, whatever roll the dice, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so um, I'm quite thankful for that. It's nuts that you, um, no matter what, you, the culture had obviously gripped you enough to be like, this is staying with me. I, I'm not, I can't go off and get a career elsewhere. This is yeah. going to be my career. And every now, it would be a slight tease every now and then over the years. It was just like, no, no, come and do this. Come and do this. Uh, come and do this and yeah. every now and then it's step by step by step for you to make the decision to become self-employed yeah yeah like the thing what made me self-employed who I've got big up I've got big up my cousin the flat hooligan and um and Jess um cause they both cussed me out one day this reason why I big this up is basically I was uh what was I doing yeah but you've done Outlook you've done mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. the last time you did it before Farrah lunch with a live band and um, performs fucking so what and you know I think there was bare thousands thousands of people here mm. and it's like I had them in the palm of my hand kind of thing so I usually started the song off with like when I say real you say shit real shit thousands of people mm. saying that you can see them on a fucking screen um, you know no one's there it's like yeah, yeah, back, yeah. you know so we've done this tune it's fucking lovely. Come home two days later, smashed out my face, whatever. And like, I go to do my cleaners job, hoovering, doing the CEO's office in Xerox building in, in Oxford Road, Uxbridge, mm-hmm. top floor. Cause that's what I was in charge of doing the floors for rent to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when I hear, when I say real, you say shit, real shit. I turn it around, it's the fucking CEO guy. Like, you know what I mean? He's not that old. He's like, but he looks like at the time. Well, I'm in my thirties. What the fuck am I right. talking about? But he, he didn't look too young. He didn't look too yeah, old, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He goes, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I 
trying to do my job, mate. Because you don't need to be here. I've seen all your stuff turn on this computer. He told me he bought all my albums. What? He's like, yo, you don't need to fucking be here. You should stop being here. That Outlook show was amazing. Because that was amazing. Because I Googled her and I started looking at your face. I was like, I know this guy. I've seen this guy. I was like, rah, rah, it's you, like. And I'm checking, you know what I mean? I'm like, what? Because you don't need to be here. You didn't fire me or anything. No, 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 he's he not saying that. Yeah. yeah, like, and I said, I've got kids, bro. And then that same day, I was going to the studio. And when I get to the studio, my cousin's there mixing something down. I think it was for when, obviously, when under the name of Iron Braids and he had a tune with Sean Price. I think he was mixing it down with um, Chemo. Jess is there. Jess is like, bro, he needs to stop this one foot in, one foot out business. Mm. You get so much more done if you just, you just fucking hear. Mm. I'm like, bro, if you don't understand, you've got kids. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm. And then my cousin just went, nah, bro. I think he's right. You get more done. Look at where you are in mm. your career. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, no, man, listen. Like, they both cussing me out. It's like my cousin's gone. And I said, you know what? So I went home and I spoke to my wife. I said, what are you thinking about me doing this self-employed thing? Mm. You could do it. And then obviously Cameron was doing what he was doing. And we had to basically, you know, my wife is my manager, so that's her job. Mm. So we get all of the benefits of what we're doing. Like any normal working class couple. I think it's the um, taking that step, man. It's a scary yeah. thing to do, especially with kids. Well, we don't get benefit. We, we get help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get everything sort of going forward. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that you made the decision, like, and, and you know, with your wife as well, you both regret, made the decision. The only thing I regret is that I didn't do it sooner. Yeah. I mean, you could regret it, but at the same time, what you managed to do as well, you brought you, you, you brought three kids into this world with a job, fully secure, everything's cool. No, I ain't that insecure in life. Bro. No, 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 but the point is you did it with knowing those facts, and then you're like, okay, cool, I can do this now. Mm. It, there's no point There's no point looking back and thinking, I wasted time. It doesn't matter. Because also the other thing is oh, what no, you yeah, produce, no, you no, produce. It had, to, had right. to had to happen in order for me to yeah. be where I am. I understand. But yeah. everyone has regrets. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? I mean, the only thing I regret is that I think I would have achieved a lot more than I'm achieving now if I had done it. I reckon even to say, to go as far back as, you know, like from after working class dad, when I left the room, I should have just stuck at it. You know, when I look at other people... You know, people talk about longevity and what have you not. And I've mentioned Jess a lot of times. He's He's been self-employed since 1999, bro. Yeah. Since working, since fucking premonitions, mm. all of that. It's, we're now in 2018. He's still doing, you know. So, why not? Like, why not follow your dreams? Like, I mean, we're always put, because obviously the system tries to design it for us to be scared of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? Why not follow your, your craftsmanship or what you like to do or what you want to do? I'm just vexed that I didn't tap into that earlier. And it's all a mental issue, man. I'll tell you what, the, I think what I'm saying is you're, you're fully right. I've been self-employed 18, 19 years. Like, I'm so glad that decision was made when it was made. But what I'm saying about you, there's no point, there's no reason why you should regret not doing it. 
because you know the thing you you had kids. There was a reason for it. It wasn't because you were sat there just blazed every day. Yeah, no, I hear you, bro. You had a family. You got a wife, brother. How many yeah, people? Yeah, we, we got married. We got married when my son was three. How many people do you know who are married who are our age who have had a long who have had a relationship for longer than twenty what nearly twenty years? Yeah. Look, so you did all of that stuff, like, and that, that isn't. I'm not talking about conventional stuff. I'm talking about every day. Stuff needs to, you know, that's like that's love, that's building families. Yeah, you know, it's deep, you know, it's twenty years now. Yeah, literally, it's twenty years. This, yeah, it's it's twenty years. And um, and you made your decision when you made your decision because it worked. Like you, there's no point, there's no regret in this, brother. You just got to make sure that, and and you 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 fully well know, you just got to fucking keep pushing, bro. It's non-stop. So what's the daily like now? Oh man. It's crazy. It's like a house full of ambitions, Wicked. which I love. My daughter, you know, she does her ballet. My my son does his basketball. My Josiah, who just is um, God that love, mm. he just loves music. He's got an ear for it. Mm. He plays violin, piano. Amazing. He's part of the Junior Strings Orchestra. Amazing. And he's just turned, he's just turned nine. Dope work. You know what I mean? Like, Amazing. You know, but you know, um, and then Zion's still discovering. But I f- kind of think what I know what he like. He loves cars. Mm. Just loves cars. Any type of car, any type of function, anything you know, toy car, any car movie. He'll sit there just watching cars. I don't know. He might be a fucking mechanic. I don't know. Mm. Um, but you know. And what about you? What's your baby like? It's I'm, I've turned into a kind of machine lately. Yeah. Where. Because this is my job. If I ain't making a beat, if I'm not being productive, then the we ain't making stacking. money. Yeah, the hours ain't stacking. Yeah. We ain't making money. Like we ain't we ain't eating. Like I'm trying to do it to. I want to try. I want to try and get because right now, obviously there there are days where it's hand to mouth. Yeah. But I want to get into a phase where it isn't hand to mouth. Like it's just like straight. I've kind of designed it to a point. It's still hand to mouth, but I've already thought about next year. Oh. But still, at the same time, I'd rather this next year be future money mm. instead of like next year, next year's money. Mm. You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Build enough this year yeah, to make yeah, next year yeah. sit on top. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but um, the production has really helped a lot, man. I've, I've produced for some legends, and I never thought, you know, I'd, I'd even have like a fucking whole. EP yeah. done for Dirty Goods. Oh. This is another thing as well. It's like I make hip hop music or mm. rap music, if you want to call it that. And Dirty Goods is world renowned. He can spit over anything. Mm. But he chose me to do it. Like he didn't have to. Is that up? Yeah, man. But it's on True Force. In fact, I got big up there, man. They gave me a check the other day. <laughs> but yeah, like um, yeah, True Force. Um, so it's called Not Being Televised. Oh yeah, I know it. I've got it. I know it. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. I yeah. produced that whole record, Bang. man. I didn't know that. There's a juggernaut. Um, just, just loads of things. I've been working on my own because I've got my my own new record coming out. I'm just, it's, it's been an eventful year. I don't know when this, this podcast will drop. The album might be out by then, but um, I'm just, yeah, you know, I've got a whole album of Mr. Thing. Amazing. Um, trying to take it back to the whole essence of. You know, a DJ, 
You know, because that's how we all started out. All you know, think about it. Like, look at MK, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's from the same culture, bro. Yeah. He's from my, you know, like to actually try and get to work with someone who's world renowned as Mark was the thing. Yeah. Like, and to do a whole album on some primo guru type, you know, type shit is a blessing and for it to get pressed out on, on vinyl. Oh, vinyl. even Prime? Yeah, well, I ain't gonna go that far. That, you know, Royce of Five Nine, he's different. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't that yo, bro. Yeah, I, know yeah, my, yeah. I know my strengths. I know my limits. You know, I <laughs> advice to anyone out there, blood, if you want to get into this thing, know your strengths. And build on them. Yeah. But yeah, know your strengths. It's an important fact. So, album drops with. Album's gonna drop with Mr. Fane. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's called Let's Finish What We Started. What label? From Village Live Records. So. And um, it's coming out on Wax Cassette. And this is what I see CDs. But um, yeah, and digital, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's featuring M9, Connie Kong from Children of Zeus, SR, Joker Star. Just a whole lot of madness from Mr. Fitz, man. So, um, we started this project about six years ago, which is weird. We started it, the first song, which is out now on Rural, we started that. But it's kind of weird, like, I met Mark through various people. It's like we met each other like three times. It's like I met him via Esso, then I met him via Tommy Evans, then I met him again via Jess. And last walk, because we were playing in, in um, Lyon, in um, France. Mm. We had a show with fucking, what's his name? Elder Sensei. Elder Sensei. I didn't get it. Elder Sensei was on before. We had Mr. Thing and Elder Sensei, and me, Jess, and um, Last Skeptic. Last Skeptic was playing. We were going to Lyon. It's like, what? But then, you know, they put Mr. Thing and Mr. Thing was on the floor. You know what I mean? And gave me, in fact, gave me the CD which had the wall on it. Yeah. Yeah, he burned it for me. And then I was just going, and I had it for like fucking two Yonkers. Mm. Yeah, blood. Yeah, man had it for a while still. And I was like, yo, I want to do this, you know, man's done Akai. I was working on Akai. And Akai was like the nearest, later stages. We met up again. I don't, I don't know if it was a show or something. I was like, yo, bro, I want to do that tune still, you know. Like, that tune, there's a tune on that CD. I've still got it. Like, boom, boom, boom. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we hollered. And, and at the time, he was living in Walthamstow. He's like, yeah, let's come down. So I ripped for it and recorded it on a VS and did it. And I was like, you know what, blood? He goes, I've got another beat. Check this. And I was like, bro, this is nice. And then I just done that other one, came back. Done that. You get me, blood, and that was like three, we had three songs before my album, Me, Myself, and Akai dropped. Yeah. Like it was, the album, Me, Myself, and Akai was finished, mastered, artwork, we're just waiting on, you know, the ones there, all of that shit. And then, um, it's like, yo, like, let's just fucking just do some music. Let's bro. do that properly. You know what I mean? Like, the album is called, let's finish what we started. That's what it's called. You get me, you know? I'm quite happy with how it's turned out. It's homage to a lot of cultures as well. A lot of homage is a bit, even in terms of rhyming, you know, Big Daddy Kane shit. 
I look at that type of, you know, the all yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And bro, I'd like to. to How many tracks is it? I would for the wax. I think it's thirteen. Yeah. But on the like digital, got, I've got yeah the digital will be more. You'll have the like remixes, you know, remixes of Heath Bar and shit. Okay. You'll have the remixes, remixes of L Nine as well. But also, yeah, I've got remixes because obviously I produce. Yeah. But I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite happy. It should be out June. There's certain songs on there. I think it's gonna cut, um, hopefully touch a chord. Because I feel it's basically I feel that I hope this album stands the test of time. Yeah. I want it, I want most of my music what I do to stand the test. You're gonna tour it. I'm yeah. I'm trying to yeah. Wicked. I'm trying to. That's that's the that's the goal. Um, it's different as sound. If you hear this, yeah, man. Danny. <laughs> Listen, Parky, man. That's fucking boom journey. Mm. Bro. Shit. It's like, where do we go? Well, I look at it, yeah, is you know Hampstead, you know Rowley, you know Kilburn, you know, it kind of feels like a, this is my life. My Tell you what's nuts, is, I think the crazy thing is, is that we didn't grow up with each other. Mm. But all the names, every single one no, of them. No, we grew up together. We did, but we just didn't. We grew but up, we did, no, and we didn't. you know, you know, no, I know this. When I linked you, when you were in Rare Kind, when I was being a bad boy, because mm. I can talk about it now, my wife knows, yeah. you know what I mean? When I was being, being stupid, I done, yeah, I've done a gig in Brighton, mm. being stupid, you know what I mean? And I came to your shop and I had that, and I see your boy, and I thank you for that. Yeah. Another, there's a couple of reasons, because if I didn't see it, I wouldn't have gone it. Yeah. It was one of them days. No, it was a it was a case of reality. Yeah. We as men like to escape in different ways and yeah. we don't really know what you're doing or what you're escaping. Yeah. It's like, why is this person even trying to be around you? Because you're Michael Parkinson. Mm. Because you're Michael Mensah. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not because mm. I needed that reality. Yo, my man's here. Yo, look what he's built for himself. You know what I mean? Look mm. what I know where you come from, bro. Mm. And to see that so, open my eyes, bro. That's what I was trying to say like last time we met. I was like, yeah, blood, you know, to see that. And you even know that, you know what I mean? That was a fucking boom day, man. You also wrapped on camera for me, which I've got. Yeah. It had to be done. Yeah. It was. It had to be done. But that was, that, that that was, was a fucking... That, that day, was a soberance. Yeah, I take well for me as well, though, man. Like, it was... Uh, you know, I, I've got to Brighton for certain reasons. I had to get to Brighton for certain reasons. And then to have someone come in from the, the shop. Ends. From the ends. When Menza walks in the shop, Michael Menza, Parky walks in the shop. And I was so happy. It was just like, oh my God, there's some history there, man. And Yeah, that was a boom day. That was a boom day. And I'm glad to know it was a good day for you as well. I'm glad you were well, It was a good day. Even depending on the circumstances and what have you not, as I say, looking back in the retrospect, you know, like some of the worstest things that have happened to us in our lives are some of the bestest things. That's what I'm telling you about no regrets. What's the point? There's no point in regretting. And I, obviously, regret when you do something bad. I regret the bad things I've done to people because no one's choices should inflict on anyone else's happiness at all. Yes. But whatever's happened to me, I'm, I'm so, like, wicked. Because tonight... Today, right now, I'm sitting with Parky in my studio in Acton. Bro, I'm with guys, and if bro. anything else was different, 
If anything was different, if I didn't go through the certain things I went through, I wouldn't be sitting here now with you. Yeah, it's great. It's the vice versa. This, I think this is how... And basically, I, I make sure my daily choices don't inflict on anyone else in a negative way. As long as that doesn't happen, surely my path's going to be quite good. And I'm, to be honest, it's going quite well. Yeah. I'm making sure my choices don't inflict on anyone negatively. And I'm going to live like that. I've obviously lived in a different way before. I've caused a lot of the shit that came to me. I lived it. I put shit out there that was hurting people. Mm-hmm. But this is how I live now. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to be whole fucking you, journey. Where you come to what you're doing now, it's the same retrospect. I literally feel like I'm looking at a mirror. Yeah. The only difference yeah. is, is that obviously I'm black and I had more children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had our first kids yeah. at the same age. Yeah, bro. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Our first kids going to be the same. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I look at it in a... Oh, what's the word? What's the word? You know, like, blood. Like, we made it, man. Listen. Like, we were, like, literally yeah. fucking made it, man. Like... Not like on a literal, like, yeah, we're making billions of rare, rare. Yeah, well, no, no, we've no, got no, bills no. like everybody else, you no, get no. me? But I mean, the point, I think the point where of, we came yeah. from, I bro? think the point of this conversation, because to me, creativity, art rules the world. See, it's a, sa- it's a savior of everyone to me. And like, I love Universal the fact, language. I, lit- I love the fact that people can have art and make a living and, or just, you know, contribute to their life and make it a solid thing in their life. I think it's a great thing. And, just, just that fact that we've got to this age and that we can sit here and talk about these journeys which involve creativity and culture and where we've come from, as you bro, say. That's what I'm saying. You where know, we've come from. We don't even live too far from each other, bro. No, no, I was at one end of the yeah. road, you at the other. Yeah. That's yeah, how that's close we were. And no, now, bro. even that's now. Like, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say, bro. Even you now, where we are now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like... Um, looking at it on a whole... When I come in here and I see what you do for a living... I laugh. <laughs> I laugh. No, I want to cry. No, seriously, because it's like, fucking hell, thank you. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, like, I like. If that, no, but blood, like, it's like, if they do, like, bro, thank you. Wicked like, to have you over. Bro, thank you for having me, man. Like, anything you need, anything you want to do. No, we'll do something, man. Some sh- whatever. We'll do some, some shit. You get me? We'll do some shit. There, just like, this is what we do. Yeah. That was really dope sitting with Parky and chatting to him about the manor. He's made a solid name for himself in the UK pop scene. He's got an amazing 10 years of music out there for you to go and cop. He's worked with a wide array of artists as well. He's got loads of features on his tracks and on theirs. And he performs quite a lot, so go and catch him. Another thing, he's understood his duties as a dad and made a family of go-getting kids and a business with his wife Mims. Really good building. His next piece that he's made with Mr. Thing comes out on Village Live Records. Make sure you go and cop that at Rare Kind Records because I'm sure it's going to be there. I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say next. Anyway, there's another one in the bag. Remember, love your city and love your culture. This is F24.